Welcome to the Successful Mind Podcast, where you can expect cutting-edge information and strategies relating to success mindset, leadership, wealth creation, and relationships, all based in universal law and David Nagel's own experience as he rose from minimum wage forklift driver to multi-million dollar business owner. So, let's go. Hi, everyone. This is David Nagel, and welcome to the Successful Mind Podcast. Uh, The title of this show is The Laws of the Universe. And this is something that I am just extraordinarily passionate about because um, in the continuation of how do you develop a successful mind, the the main way to um, develop a successful mind is to have a mind that has the ability to think based on truth the truth in the universe, the truth in the within the world that we live, um, so that we can be, really create what it is that we want. And if you think about it, we are we are creative beings, and we're uh, magnificently creative. Everything that you see that has been developed by human beings was was once just a thought in someone's mind. It was an image in someone's mind. And when you start to understand the laws of the universe, one of the really cool things about it is that you understand or you come into the knowledge of understanding that anything that you can imagine in your mind, you can actually create in your physical world. And anybody can do this once they understand the laws. That's what's so cool about it. You could not, so let's flip it around for a second, you could actually not get an image in your mind or an idea in your mind if it was not possible. Because where did it come from to begin with? You have to understand that all the knowledge that ever was or ever will be is 100% equally present in all places at the same time. That means that even back when we lived in caves, we had the ability to live in the condominium. Uh, We just weren't aware that we had the ability at that time. But the desire for uh, human beings to become more successful, the desire to always move forward is, is based on an idea that we call more life. And more life is simply this. All life is looking to move forward, period. All life is, willing, is looking to move forward. And because life is looking to always move forward, it's always looking to go in advance of something that it was prior. So life's always expanding. The universe is always expanding. Um, we're constantly looking to be, do, and have more than we, than we were before. And if we get past some of the old rules, like I talked about in the last show, um, that it's not okay for us to be, do, or have more in our life, then we really can step into the potentiality of what the universal laws actually represent. I'm going to go through all of them with you here for a few minutes just to give you a taste of what these are and to understand what the purpose is. So the number one purpose of the universal laws is that it is a way for us to think successfully. It will allow us to develop a successful mind. 
which means it allows us to develop successful thinking. It allows us to tap into the success that is in, not only in ourselves, but in the universe and bring it down into our reality. So let me start off. There's, there's seven basic laws, okay? Now, people ask me this all the time. Are there only seven? No, there's, there's actually hundreds of laws, uh, but it's not important that you understand hundreds of laws. What's important is that you understand how to think based on these seven, and then the rest you will discover on your own or you can read about them in different books, different literature that's out there. But what's really most important is that you get to the place where you train yourself how to think based on, on the core seven laws. The core seven laws are based on, again, the idea of more life. So everything is constantly moving forward, right? Death doesn't exist. Energy is nothing more than a, in a constant state of change. It's in all places at the same time and it's forever moving forward. So the very first law that we talk about is the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. Now that might sound like a mouthful, but really what it is is basically this. And I, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in breaking everything down to make it as simple as possible so that everybody can understand it. It was the only way that I could understand it, so it makes it easy for everybody else to understand it. The law of perpetual transmutation of energy. So what does this mean? It, it means that energy is always changing form. So it's, it starts off in a non-form, it moves into a form, and then back into a non-form again. So here's, here's some simple ideas metaphorically, and, and they're actually real, but it will help you think about how it is that you're thinking. If you think about um, trees, most trees uh, in, the, in the springtime, they develop buds, and those buds turn into flowers and leaves. They mature during the summer, and they go through a growth phase during summer, they become green and lush and full. In the fall, they start to wither and change color, and then eventually the tree drops its leaves. The leaves fall to the ground. They decompose, which is the, which is the change in energy, right? The leaf is nothing more than a piece of energy that is changing. So where was it before it became a bud? It was in the universe. That leaf was actually in the universe as knowledge or an idea or potential or um, uh, just pure, pure energy. As that energy flowed through the DNA of the tree, it then the DNA told it what to become, and it became a leaf. And then the leaf grew. It became more lush. Uh, it lived its life cycle, and then it changed again. And what did it change to? It changed back into the pure energy in which it came from. Through that whole cycle, what did it actually do? It contributed to life because the, the green leaves on the trees turn carbon dioxide into oxygen. Oxygen is uh, what most living creatures uh, breathe in order to maintain life. And... Um, uh, that's the you know that's the purpose of it. Now there's many other purposes. We won't get into that, but that's the whole idea. So 
When we have an idea, we are forming an image in our mind of something that we want to be, do, or have in life. As the energy from the universe that has all the knowledge um, that it takes to manifest that idea in our life, in reality, as it flows through the idea, we wrap it with emotion. In other words, when we wrap it with emotion, we become in harmony with it on a, on a vibrational level, which is the law of vibration, which I'll get to in a minute. Then we take action on the idea. That idea will begin to move itself in uh, the most convenient form that it can to become a material object in our life. So it will then stay a material object until it has fully formed its function and purpose in the material world, and then it will dissolve again back into its original nature, which is pure energy, and go right back into uh, the universe um, as just pure energy and pure knowledge in order to be used again. So the law of perpetual transmutation of energy has no limits on it. None of these laws do. Uh, what, they, what they're doing is they're telling us how to think. So if we understand that law, we understand that anything that we think, we can create. And um, our, our real, our, per, our position or our purpose in that creation is to decide that whatever image or idea or desire that we're holding is what we're going to actually create in physical form in our life. How that actually happens is really based on the laws of the universe, the knowledge that's in the universe. Now, you can call that God, you could call it spirit, you can call it energy, um, you could call it universal potential or possibility, you can call it whatever it is that you want. Um, I don't want to get hung up on the names, but the idea is how does it actually work in our life? So then we move to the next law which is the law of vibration. The law of vibration basically states that everything in the universe vibrates, nothing rests. In other words, it, it's, everything is moving. Um, sometimes you'll look at something like a table or a chair or whatever, and you say to yourself, well, that's not actually moving. Well, if you were, put it, if you were to put it under um, a very powerful microscope, you would find out that it actually is moving, and the illusion of it, of being solid, is nothing more than an illusion. It is created, uh, you know, with different particles and atoms and, and those types of things. And the spaces in between those particles are actually larger than the particles themselves. The rate or frequency in which it vibrates is what is used to determine whatever the physical object actually is, or whatever the element is that we're dealing with in our world. But here's the cool thing about the law of vibration. The law of vibration states that we too as human beings also vibrate. We also operate at a frequency. We can actually change our frequency. So we have a DNA frequency uh, which is what is passed down to us from our mother and our father. That determines basically the kind of body that we have. Um, but we also have the frequency of our thinking. 
every time we think a thought, that thought is at a very specific frequency. Just like if you were to have a radio in your home and you had, you know, you have the dial with all the different stations on it, every station is operating at a different frequency. Now, if you're sitting in your house and you have a radio, a regular regular radio, not something that's cable or, or satellite, but a regular radio, um, there's also radio stations that are in the city that you live in, and they're broadcasting many different frequencies simultaneously that come into your home. So you could be sitting there with the radio in your house, the radio's actually off. When the radio's off, you're not hearing anything. Everything is silent. But all of those stations that are being broadcast on all those different frequencies are actually in the same room as you and the radio. You can't hear them as a physical experience until you do two things. One, you have to turn the radio on. Number two, you have to dial in that radio to the, the specific frequency that the music or talk show or whatever it is that's being broadcast is being broadcast on. The second that you do that, you go from hearing a fuzzy, static, or confused sound to a very clear signal that is coming into your space, and now you can listen to rock music, or blues music, or folk music, or country, or news, or a religious station, or the weather. Um, there's literally hundreds of stations that you can listen to based on the law of vibration, which is the law of frequency. So you're harmonizing with that law. Now, why is this so cool for human beings? Because once you understand the law, you understand that as you change the way that you think, in other words, the image that you hold of something in your mind from a positive or a negative perspective, from a perspective of personal responsibility or blame, from a perspective of doubt or I expect something to come into my life. Instantaneously, whichever one you're thinking, you're harmonizing yourself with. You're putting yourself on the same frequency as the thing that you desire. Now, emotionally, whether you're coming from a place of, if you think about you know, all the different emotional uh, experiences we can have as a human being. What's really cool about that is they too operate on a frequency and that frequency has a tremendous amount of power that will also help put us in tune with the thing that we desire. So we have our thoughts, now we have our emotions. If your thoughts and your emotions are on the same frequency, it's intensified. And the third way to intensify that would be to put yourself into actionable habits that allow the thing that you desire to come into your life. So you're thinking on the same frequency, you're feeling or your emotions are on the same frequency, and your behaviors are on the same frequency. That is how we will take something that we don't yet have in our life but it is a universal resource, it is a universal potential, and we will bring that thing into our life, manifest it as a physical reality. And it doesn't matter whether that is a, another human being, uh, or money, or an opportunity, it doesn't matter what it is. That's exactly how we bring things into our life. 
um, with, the, with the law of perpetual transmutation, followed by the law of vibration. The third law that we're going to follow would be the law of polarity. The law of polarity states that everything has an opposite, and it's equal and opposite. And there's two main ways. There's, there's a lot of different ways to use this law, but there's two main ways to use this law and to, and to also increase your understanding about how this law works and why I personally think this is the coolest law of all the seven. Uh, from, a, from a factor of something being cool or hip, this is the cool or hip law. And here's why. Because basically what it says is that if everything, has, if everything is, uh, has an opposite and it's equal and opposite, if we're in an experience where we don't have something, we must also have it at the same time because it's the opposite side of not having it. Now, I know that might, if that's the first time you've ever heard that, that might kind of spin your head a little bit. I know that it sure did mine when I first heard it. But as you begin to understand it, what you, what, you want, what you understand and need to learn about this law is simply this, that if you don't have something that you want, that thing that you, don't, that you do want must already be here. The problem is we can't see it or recognize it because we haven't trained our mind or our thinking brain in order to be able to recognize it. As we begin to change our mind so that we can recognize it, we begin to see what we previously couldn't see before. What is that to kind of demystify that? Because I know it still sounds, you know, kind of like uh, magic or something, and, it, and it, it really isn't. It's really just the ability to be able to see something that you couldn't see before. Think about it like this. Um, if you were walking down the street you would very easily be able to point out um, this person's a man, this person's a woman, generally just by looking at them. You'd be able to tell the gender of an individual. And you would think to yourself, yeah, well, anybody can do that. No, that's not true. At one time, you didn't know the difference. All you knew that it was a person. You didn't know that the person was a male or a female. You had to learn how to tell the difference between someone who is a male and a female. You also had to learn um, uh, how to recognize or identify everything that you know how to recognize and identify in your life. If I was to hold up a pen, you don't need to think about what it is. You already know what it is and what it's used for. But there was a time in your life when you didn't know that. And somebody could hold up a pen and it held no meaning for you and it also had no, it held no potential for you. So... Um, based on this law, what this law, what this law allows us to break free from is the ignorance that certain things aren't there for us. And one of the things that I am known for is teaching people how to make a lot of money and how to do it really quickly. And one of the ways that that happens for an individual is by understanding this very specific law and understanding that Whatever amount of money a person desires must already be there in their life in the form of some kind of an opportunity. But they don't necessarily have the ability to recognize the opportunity. So we teach them how to do that based on these laws. The next law is the law of rhythm. 
The law of rhythm is a very easy law to understand. Everything in our life operates based on rhythm. The sun has a rhythm. It comes up in the morning. It goes down in the evening. The moon has a 28-day rhythm. Uh, the tide goes in. The tide goes out. Our bodies have a rhythm. Music has a rhythm. Businesses have a rhythm. Not everything is up all of the time and not everything is down all of the time. So when you understand the law of rhythm, what you un one of the things that you understand is that if you're in the down cycle of something, you can be sure that it will eventually go back up again. Uh, when people do not understand this, they make enormal, uh, enormous mistakes, usually based on emotion, because they think whatever cycle that they're stuck in is going gonna, is gonna to stay that way forever, and it's not going to change. That is absolutely not true. So the law of rhythm explains that everything operates by a specific rhythm, and the more that you understand that rhythm, the more that you can use that rhythm for good in your life. The next law is the law of cause and effect. The law of cause and effect explains, it, it demystifies life. Because what it says is, even if you don't understand what the cause is of an effect that you're experiencing, you can be sure that there is a very specific cause. And when you figure out the cause of something, it empowers you to change whatever it is that you are experiencing in your life, which I think is really cool because I always walk around telling people that success itself is actually a very easy thing. We're born to be successful, and we'll cover that on another podcast. But if you understand that you're born to be successful, one of the, one of the critical pieces of experiencing that success, that success is to understand what is the cause of the effect that I want to experience in my life. And that falls under the law of cause and effect. The next law is the law of gender. The law of gender exists in everything. Everything has both a male and a female component to it. And everything that is going to be created has to have a male and a female component to it in order for that creation to take place. Every human being is both male and female. If we start to understand that from the perspective of gender, that we have both of those sides in us, we can bring both of them together to be able to create really beautiful, harmonious uh, things in our life. When we get stuck over on one side or the other, we generally only create from one side, and that usually creates more problems for us. So right now, all I want you to understand about this is that both sides are necessary to create. And the idea is that we don't demonize one side or the other based on experience in our life, but bring them both together so that we can create something beautiful. And last but not least is the law of relativity, which is a really cool law in the law of thinking because it's, it's, it's kind of the idea that this of this. Nothing in our life has any meaning until we give it meaning. It's like nothing is big or small until we compare it to something else. 
If you took out a piece of paper and you drew three boxes, three square boxes, a little small one, a medium-sized one, and a big one, you really could say to yourself that the one in the middle is neither big or small until you compare it to the one that it is next to. So the medium-sized box would be big in comparison to the small one, and it would be small in comparison to the large one. So how does this affect a successful mind? Well, the way that it affects a successful mind is that very often we try to make things very definitive in our life as far as our own success. We'll say to ourselves, this is really bad or this is really good. And when we do that, we have a tendency to create a story around whatever is really bad or really good, which kind of puts a box around it and will allow us to stay stuck. If we understand that what we're doing is we're comparing it to something, then we can use the law of relativity to actually make something even better in our life. So instead of saying this is really bad, if we understand that to say something is really bad, we have to compare it to something else, then all we have to do is to compare it to something that's even worse, and all of a sudden it's not as bad as it was before. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, that's not the reality of it. Actually, it is the reality of it because how good or bad something is is really based on what it is you're comparing it to. What is the meaning that it actually has in your life? So this is the, the, this, these are the seven laws of the universe. I'll just go through them one more time. You have the law of perpetual transmutation of energy, the law of vibration, the law of polarity, the law of rhythm, the law of cause and effect, the law of gender, and the law of relativity. I suggest that you delve deep into these laws. We have uh, many resources for those uh, on our website, um, davidnagel.com. Uh, there's also tons of books out there that you can get on the laws. And make it a study, because understanding these laws will completely and totally uh, change your life. So thanks for joining us today. This is David Nagel, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Successful Mind podcast. As my gift to you for joining me today, I invite you to go to www.davidnagel.com forward slash start here. That's www.davidn as in Nancy, E A G L E.com forward slash S T A R T H E R E and pick up my free report. Also, it would be fantastic if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts since it helps more people find the show. I appreciate any and all feedback since it really helps me grow on this journey together. I will see you all next week. Just believe.